Dateline, July 25th, 2010. Well, good day, folks. It's Steve Isher here for the Australia Desk for episode 107 of the Airplane Geek Show. And with me, as always, is the much healthier sounding Grant McHeron. Geez, you sound a lot better this week, mate. Uh, yeah, mate. It's amazing the difference a week can make. Uh, my health is much improved over where it was last Sunday. Uh, still got the res- residual dregs, but not that letting it hold me back. Yeah, bring on the summertime. I'm glad we've passed the winter solstice down here in this part of the world and uh, the days are starting to get slightly longer, so hopefully the warm weather is not too far away. Indeed, one can only hope. Although the the cool, crisp weather is great to go flying in. It is true. Well, Grant, speaking of heat, it looks like the Australian uh, International Pilots Association is turning up the heat on the uh, Labor Party, the Liberal Party and the Greens, the three major political parties in in this country, as the election looms. And uh, this has to do with uh, the Jetstar proposing to set up a Singapore base that we reported on a few episodes. Episodes back. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned this a couple of times recently. Uh, Jetstar are looking to base their A330s and then their 787s out of, out of uh, Singapore. Now, they're coaxing Australians to relocate to Singapore, but part of the relocation involves a change of uh, pilot agreement. So while you're getting some nice benefits and all that, you're not getting the same Jetstar pilot agreement as you would if you were here in Australia. And uh, as a result of that, as we mentioned previously, the... Um, the Pilots Association, that their union, is saying, hey, this is unfair, this is not real. These guys, everyone will think they're actually Australians, but they're flying under um, under different conditions. Uh, I find one really interesting part in here is um, AIPA President Barry Jackson warned that Australian skies could be full of foreign pilots on low wages and with differing training and experience. Hello? That's already the case right now. <laughs> yeah. Garuda flies in and so on and, and other airlines. So what it's what he's really trying to say there, though, is a bit of a misquote and it's interesting how different news sources can have it spun different ways because the Australian newspaper had that quote and saying that he was concerned that they were setting up a flag of convenience, whereas Australian Aviation said that we believe Australian employment law is applicable to these new pilots recruited by this Australian company to fly into Australia from Singapore. So it's it's not that he's, he's really trying to say, oh my God, oh my God, there's going to be all these terrible pilots coming in. It's more that it's an Australian company. It just has a base in Singapore. They should be paid like Australian pilots. And the thing is too, Grant, that we live in a global economy and there's plenty of Australian pilots flying for uh, foreign carriers all over the world. I mean, there's... The, uh, oh, look at Emirates. Look at Emirates. I was just going to say that's that's probably the, the best example. I mean, uh, and uh, I believe Anthony Simmons, uh, our infrequent flyer on our show, described them as the United Nations of the sky at Emirates Airlines. Yep. And it's very true. I mean, uh, we, I actually know quite a few people here that are uh, flight attendants for Emirates, for instance. Yep. Uh, yeah, Emirates and Cathay are two of the big ones that Aussies quite often wind up flying for. Yeah, and particularly after the uh, the big uh, pilot strike back in uh, 1989, where all Australian airline pilots resigned en masse and all lost their seniority. Now, a lot of those pilots didn't come back and fly in Australia for many, many years, and many of them went to Asia. I, I really think that's he's either been misquoted there or that's just a very poorly worded statement and, uh, you know, a little bit uh, colloquial, uh, considering that it's uh, it would grab the headlines, and it has, and it, it is election time here. So, uh, But good on him for pushing that. I mean, uh, you know, we, we've talked before, Grant, on the Ausdesk about, you know, if it's new, it's JQ, this sort of thing. And, and they really do use Jetstar as uh, a sounding board to see if they can get these sorts of uh, hybrid agreements across the line. Uh, it yep. says here that they're looking for New Zealand, uh, Singaporean and Australian pilots. To, uh, but they're only, interestingly enough, they're only talking about uh, basing two aircraft there at the moment. Yeah, it's an initial kickstart and get it going. But once those 787s come in and the A330s go back to Qantas itself, uh, where they'll probably get used on domestic high capacity 
capacity routes between like Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane and so on, that's that's when you can expect to see the Singapore base expand a lot. They're also basing out of New Zealand. They're uh, they've got A330s doing New Zealand to um, to the Pacific and the US and uh, New Zealand through Australia and on, or New Zealand direct Singapore. So they're really they're really trying to work whatever levers they can so that they don't have to have people based and paid in Australia doing the flying, even though the aircraft may be transiting through or or appearing to originate from Australia. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that one and the Australian election campaign rolls on. I think it's still got about another four weeks to go. And uh, the interesting thing here, Grant, is that I haven't seen any uh, uh, any comment at all on this issue or actually any other aviation issues by any of our politicians in the mainstream media, at least. You, you can tell it's not going to be raised because when Australia did the, main, the big infrastructure projects and they, they were doing infrastructure spending, setting up infrastructure projects to try and uh, ca- you know, pump prime the economy and keep us all going through the GFC. Aviation was never mentioned as an infrastructure, transport infrastructure, never mentioned. Yeah, actually, at the moment, it's uh, ra- railways and uh, high-speed rail. They keep talking about high-speed rail. It's absolutely uh, not even an option in this country, uh, in my opinion. But uh, at the moment, uh, railways uh, seems to be grabbing all the headlines. Railways and roads, big uh, vote winners, uh, unfortunately, for the aviation game. Uh, Grant, also, unfortunately, this week in the aviation, uh, industry, we've lost a pioneer. That's right. Uh, Dr. David Warren, the uh, inventor of the black box flight recorder, passed away uh, just around the end of last week early, um, on the weekend area. Dr. David Warren, uh, he invented the black box flight recorder after he was investigating a comet crash and trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, he'd also lost his father in, a, in an aviation accident uh, flying between the mainland of Australia and Tasmania over Bass Strait. And, uh, yeah, so he came up with the idea of a great way of recording uh, voice and uh, instrument information. And his original system was able to record the last few hours. Uh, The twist here and the really typically Australian thing is that when he showed it to government, they said, no, no one's going to need that. And when he showed it to the the Australian Air Force, they said, you're going to hear more expletives than information. No one uh, that he showed it to here in Australia saw any benefit from it at all, which is very typical of what happens in Australia here. There, uh, there's been a lot of great inventions and concepts come up with here in Australia that have never been supported by the government. And true to form, neither was this one. Uh, it didn't get traction until he was able to show it to someone from the UK who got the picture and jumped all over it. And uh, now every single aircraft, commercial airliner out there has got a black box. And it's thanks to this Australian invention. He's recently passed away. He is remembered in the black box, but also uh, Qantas have named one of their A380s after Dr. David Warren. Yeah, and the ironic thing is too, Grant, isn't it, that uh, even though that invention ended up going offshore to be developed, uh, Australia in 1960 uh, became the first country in the world to rule that all Australian airlines uh, should in fact carry a flight recorder. So uh, that's the ironic thing about all of that. Well, you know, if you can, the, the latest thing that's going on these days, especially after Air France 447, is uh, satellite-based systems that continuously beam primary information back up. Not the full, naturally the black box recorder will always record more uh, detail, more information, more channels, etc., and can store more longer. So, um the black box on the aircraft will, will have the most comprehensive capture of everything, but some salient information and perhaps even cockpit chatter is likely to be uh, recorded and sent out on um, on satellites. That's that's the latest push that's going on. It, t- it took a long time for Dr. Warren to be recognised for his work too, but uh, finally in 2009 they were uh, awarded, uh, Dr. Warren along with his team, were awarded the Lawrence Hargraves Award uh, for uh, their work. Also he received, uh, he was actually made a, an officer of the General Division of the Order of 
Australia in uh, 2002, which is a uh, Queen's birthday honour. The bit- Order of Australia is, is a very uh, prestigious award for Australians to win allocated within Australia. Yeah, so Dr. Warren survived by his wife Ruth, four children and seven grandchildren. So our uh, commiserations to his family, a great Australian inventor and sad to see him gone. But uh, his legacy lives on in so many ways. Very true. Now, uh, something else that's living on, Grant, is the MRH90. We've been talking about these in the last couple of Ausdesks, uh, and they have been granted, of course. We've reported that uh, one of them suffered a catastrophic engine failure, which resulted in all the rest of them being granted. Uh, but this week, they've taken back to the skies, which is good news. Yeah, it's great news. They're back up, they're flying, and uh, apparently a software patch has been developed for the engines to prevent the incorrect start sequence from recurring. Hello, that's what took them out. What was happening to these engines was that when they were being started hot, they weren't going through a, cor- a correct hot start sequence. And uh, they've now once they knew what to look for, they went through the uh, engine logs, the computerized engine logs for all these uh, helicopters and discovered that all the engines had gone through improper hot start procedures, causing damage to bearings and seals. And as a result of the bearing and seal damage the, on the incident aircraft, the main, main compressor rotor actually impacted the casing and shredded itself. Yeah, so pretty nasty stuff, but uh, good to see they've got that one uh, that one up and running, and uh, now it should make for actually some very uh, hot competition uh, between them and the Sikorsky people who uh, we were talking about last week, who were looking at bringing in the uh, the MH60R Romeo, so uh, yeah, that should make some interesting reporting for us uh, coming up in the future. Just one thing before we go, though, uh, we just thought we'd mention this week that as uh, Rob and uh, Dan will be at Oshkosh uh, during the week, and they'll be uh, they'll be holding their uh, Be an Airplane Geek for the Day competition, well, we decided that we'll uh, chip in on that. So uh, what we're going to offer to the Airplane Geeks listeners, if you're going to uh, front up there and uh, participate in the uh, the Airplane Geeks session there at Oshkosh, we will donate an Airplane Geeks Australia Desk t-shirt to the best impersonation of Steve and or Grant. So uh, we'll just add that to the fun. Of course, it won't be judged by us because sadly, Grant, we won't be there, but uh, we, we figure that uh, Rob and uh, and Dan have listened to our voices over the past 12 months for long enough, and they should be now expert in the good Australian accent. So, uh, well, actually... Crikey, mate! Struth, there you go. So, uh, so uh, there you go, folks. If you haven't uh, if you haven't heard enough, playingcrazydownunder.com, or you can uh, you can listen to us uh, on any of the back issues of uh, the Airplane Geek Show for the last 12 months, and uh, we want to hear the best. G'day, folks, it's Steve here. Type impression. Because just remember, guys, it's what's down under that counts. There you go. And we will look forward uh, to hearing the entries. Of course, by the time we hear them, they'll already have been judged. But uh, we'll be quite happy to donate a T-shirt and we'll send that out in the mail. Correct. So there's a bit of homework for our listeners. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks, and have fun at Oshkosh. Those of you yeah, that we're going, jealous. Yeah, jealous. 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 Uh, next time I'll start swimming earlier. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't have swum back now.